1: Pete DeBoer just wants a ticket to the dance. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco. You can follow us at LockdownVGK. Me at Tony Dasco on Twitter. Chris Gala can be found at TD Chris G on Twitter. Like touchdown TD Chris G on Twitter. And thanks for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen. It is free and available on all platforms. Welcome aboard. The Golden Knights are still fighting for their playoff lives. Every time that they step onto the ice. Pete DeBoer on Wednesday or rather on Tuesday was asked if he would uh, like to make it into the playoffs as a wild card or move up. All we know is that the golden Knights have to continue to win and teams ahead of VGK have to lose. Pretty simple. Uh, DeBoer said that he doesn't have a preference, which spot he'd like to wind up in. He just said, let us have a ticket to the dance VGK now winners of five straight. And yesterday, Chris, I took a look at the VGK schedule on the show down the stretch, and it is a lot more manageable, I believe. It's my personal feeling that it is a weak schedule for the Golden Knights. Uh, And then you look at the other contenders around them, I think it's a lot more difficult for them. But for the Golden Knights, especially against Pacific Division teams, I just feel it's going to hurt the Golden Knights later on if they make it in full roster or not.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely fair. Um, Looking at the schedules in general, as you stated, uh, VGK in the Pacific, very, very strong. The more Pacific foes that we play, the better off that we usually end up. Um, This is new territory for the Vegas Golden Knights because they haven't had meaningful games in the last month of the season in their entire uh, previous four runs uh, into the playoffs. And now all of a sudden... The playoffs basically started, you know, 14, you know, 21 days ago. So once they do get into the dance, not if, once they do get into the dance, it's going to be interesting to see how much more uh, fire and fury they have right out of the gates. Yeah, I definitely believe that the Golden Knights
1: are in a perfect position, a perfect spot now to make it into the playoffs. And today, Chris, we wanted to take a look at teams that VGK is chasing down our first period if you will of today's show I could see the Golden Knights catching the Kings they have a very difficult schedule down the stretch and then I was also looking at the schedules of Nashville, Dallas, Edmonton and all of them you know do not have as easy of a path as the Golden Knights have currently going into the playoffs but as we've seen over the past few weeks you know it is very difficult to gauge who's going to win and lose on a given night, Dallas lost to the Kraken, you know, over the past few days, and we've had a number of games that are just massive upsets uh, in the National Hockey League. But I, I definitely believe that the Golden Knights have positioned themselves to be in a playoff spot. They just have to close it now. They've got to get to the finish line, and they've got to be able to dance.
0: Yeah, that's definitely correct. Um, the Kings are the team that I feel are going to be the ones on the outside looking in, but looking at their schedule, if they can manage, I mean, the Kings got Edmonton on, uh, on Thursday, which we like as long as it's not a three point game, it doesn't matter what happens that game, as long as there's only two points awarded after that, they play the wild on the 10th Blackhawks on the 13th, but then their other games are Chicago, Columbus, Anaheim, Chicago, Anaheim, Seattle, Vancouver. So I think the Kings, as long as they can keep their heads on straight, they might, they might hang around just long enough to bump a team like, uh, like Nashville out who doesn't have it necessarily as easily. Um, even looking at Dallas, and, and Vegas and the Golden Knights – or, should be Vegas and Dallas will play on the 26th. That could almost act as a possible playoff or play-in type of game. Yeah, so we've
1: got Nashville – has nine home games remaining. They have a stretch currently of five straight games against top teams that are playoff teams, including two versus the Flames. And they only play, Chris, four non-playoff teams. And I have to agree with you that Nashville could be a team that could slide. Uh, Dallas will play eight non-playoff teams down the stretch, but they're an unpredictable team. They also have games in hand against the Golden Knights, So I'm almost thinking that Dallas will get in, sneak into the playoff race. And then you've got the Kings, as you mentioned, against the Oilers again on Thursday. On Tuesday night, the Oilers beat the Kings. And again, this Kings team is a team, Chris, that is much better on the road than at home. And they've got their last six games. They are all winnable. So Blue Jackets, Blackhawks, uh, Ducks, Mm -hmm. but the Ducks could play the role of spoiler because those two have a pretty good rivalry. The Kraken, who knows what's going on with the Kraken from night to night. And the Canucks, and, you know, the the Canucks are still playing hard, and we'll talk in our next and our third segment, I should say, about the rematch on Wednesday night between VGK and Vancouver. And then, you know, Edmonton. Okay, so Edmonton does not have an easy schedule. I I mean, in a week from Saturday, they play VGK, right? But how about these games lined up, right? The Kings, the Avs, the Wild, the Preds, VGK, the Stars, and the Avs again. And do they have the goaltending that's going to stay up, that's going to keep up? And Pete DeBoer said himself uh, on Tuesday, hey, whoever gets the best goaltending down the stretch at this time of the year will make it into the playoffs. And those that don't have good goaltending obviously will falter and then of course that is the same theory in the playoffs but man oh man it's real interesting hey do you like watching the scoreboard cuz i i do i'm enjoying this i actually am enjoying vgk being in a playoff race
0: i am uh, i was over at uh, back in henderson last night at the silver knights game but i was definitely sweating uh the the kings and the flames game and i saw the kings were up 2 to 1 i'm like oh here we go and then the kings i think first the flames got a couple of – quick goals. I was listening through on the way home. I'm like, okay, that, that, that definitely uh, it's interesting. It's fun. It's, this is, I mean, who would have thought, you know, season number five, this is the first season that we're scoreboard watching, but we're doing it to see if we can get into the playoffs instead of, you know, just hoping we're getting into the playoffs. I mean, we, we should not be in this spot as a de facto quote unquote uh, expansion team. So it's, it's interesting. It's different. It's fun. And listen, the players are going to start coming back. Uh, you know, you had stone and patch ready on the ice today. Riley Smith shouldn't be as far, you know, just like you said, let's get into dance. I don't care if we're the eighth seed or if we can slide up to, you know, the, the second seed in the, in the Pacific, it just, honestly, it doesn't matter. And history is on the golden Knight side in the sense that what does the seed really matter at, the end of the day, as far as playoff success goes.
1: When VGK was in first place earlier this season and they started to slide a little bit, Pete DeBoer could almost sense that the team was starting to lose its edge, if you will. And at that time, I'll never forget. He said, it doesn't matter if we go in as the top seed or whatever seed, second seed, he was looking at a number two seed uh, out of the Pacific division. He said, because, you know, the team that is on the top doesn't ever win the presidential trophy And, you know, I mean, just he doesn't feel that that team, he thinks that team might have more pressure and might be a a lot looser for the Golden Knights. You know, if they get in a little bit late, I do think that they could catch the Kings. I do believe that. And on Thursday night we'll find out uh, because then the Golden Knights could pretty much be even keel or close to it um, after that game on Thursday night. And after the Golden Knights uh, play against the Canucks, but for the Golden Knights, right, Chris? They can't look ahead. They could not afford to have that look-ahead factor there because if they start to just pile up game after game, rather than focusing on uh, the task at hand, they could get caught.
0: We've seen this before. So look back to season two, that unfortunate uh, not-a-major game seven scenario against the San Jose Sharks. The Golden Knights had a very terrible stretch run and as a result that game seven took place in San Jose instead of Vegas and part of that you know there wasn't it seemed like at the time maybe there wasn't much of a path to catch San Jose to take that number two seed away but it turns out the Sharks were equally as bad as the Knights down the stretch and they would have had a good chance to possibly overtake that seed, and that game could have been in Vegas. Where I'm going with this now is that every one of these games matters, and we're still without, insert any one of our random big guns right now. So you're seeing players like Dodonoff, Nick Wah, and then down to, you know, Howden and Yanmark and stuff like that. They're playing, and and even Keaton Coles, I mean, that's a guy that, you know, needs some love just for all the minutes that he's able to chew up out there right now. I wish he can score some more goals, but, you know, he's out there chewing up minutes and such. So you have a lot of players like that that are now getting more battle-tested. And th- those are the, the times when players like that, when, once you get into the playoffs, you're not household names. You're people, your third, fourth-line grinders. They're all of a sudden the ones that can notch some big goals. These guys have really been getting meaningful minutes going back to December for some of them. Star has been on the top line a couple of times. Usually doesn't finish the game like that, but he has a couple of games where he's been on in the top six you
1: know fans want to know they're asking did you throw your hat onto the ice on Danil Meremanov's hat trick on Monday night
0: <laughs> unfortunately if my tickets for the the for the silver knights are behind the goal so if i was going to get the hat onto the ice it would have to uh, it'd be a hell of a shot but funny thing about that we actually did kind of sneak down close to the glass like in the corner down there And after he got the hat trick goal, one of the defenders for um, the Rockford Ice hogs I forgot who it was, starts slamming his stick on the glass right in front of where we were. So I I gave him the business back. It was it was fun. And I think there was a little bit of uncomfortable eye contact contact there. But, you know, I I did uh, as a representative of the Silver Knights faithful. I did a good job defending uh, the dollar loan center there. All right, and no way I would ever toss my
1: $80 VGK hat. $80? <laughs> yeah. Coming up next, Patcheretti and Stone were skating at City National on Tuesday, but not with the team. We'll explain more. Will they be returning soon to provide a late spark? You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports now, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen. It's free and available on all platforms. And for your next listen, check out Locked On Now, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It is free and available wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golic. We are coming to you from Las Vegas. And Chris, uh, something that I had teased a little bit on the show on Monday um, at the beginning, or rather Tuesday's show, at the beginning of the season, I saw that there were a couple of VGK players that I felt could have won NHL awards. I thought they had the strongest case coming into the season. So I felt Shea Theodore would be in the mix for the Norris Trophy, but he missed some time, and then he also had that 27-game scoring drought. And many felt that Mark Stone, he would have been a favorite for the Frank Selkie Award. At the midway point of this season, myself, I nominated Pete DeBoer as a heavy candidate for the Jack Adams Coaching Award, but no postseason honors, no hardware for VGK this season due to injuries. If Theodore would have played this way earlier in the season, right, he might have been able to be in contention. But again, no chance for Mark Stone. And it's really kind of sad because we thought that this was a time of year where vgk would be getting honors but there won't be any trophies here for vgk the only one that they still covet and they could they could actually win even though they're 20 to 1 odds
0: is the stanley cup (laughs) okay so here's one for you maybe this is probably more than 20 to 1 how about the masterson trophy how about jack eichel comeback player of the year good one very
1: good. Yeah, that could definitely happen, and he well deserved. And I didn't even—I kind of overlooked that. But for sure, I, and the way he's playing, and just the way he has come back from insurmountable odds and off the ice for a year. Yeah, that has to be a shoe. And but how many ballots do the media folks from Buffalo have? That's <laughs> the question.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's definitely fair. <laughs>
1: so on Tuesday, so Stone. And Max Pacioretty, they were on the ice at City National, as confirmed by Pete DeBoer. But he said that neither player would be back soon. BGK now, it's hard to believe there's only 11 games remaining for the Golden Knights. And do you feel now that they might be able to get some of these players back before the end of the season?
0: It's, I mean, I think we're still in the, you know, the salary cap roulette gymnastics, uh, whatever whatever sport or uh, gambling uh, comparison you want to use to make all of that work. Um, when Stone originally went down, right when Eichel came up, go figure, of course, it was basically most likely not until the playoffs is when Stone would magically be back. Uh, they were able to pinpoint four months that uh, Stone's going to be better when the playoffs come around. You know, believe what you want as far as the timing of that. Um, You know, I mean, what, we're looking at no stone Pat already and Riley Smith, as far as our most notables, Nick Hague obviously has been up and down lately. I think they find a way at least for one of them to come back prior to the playoffs. And honestly, the more meaningful these games get down the stretch, depending on the situation, you know, they might find a way to uh, juggle. There's a new sport for the salary cap. They might find a way to to juggle things to find a way to get two or even all three of them back. Um, you know, so who knows how it's going to shake out. But there's a lot of creativity, as we've seen with the salary cap as of late. And there's a lot riding on making the playoffs this year. If they don't make the playoffs. This 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 is their chance for the cup this year, as crazy as it sounds. This is their chance right now because next year the cap's going to be i mean sure we get a million dollars extra next year on the cap but the ability to exceed the cap like we have right now it's not going to be there i mean anything could change next season of course but our chance is right now and they gotta find a way in yeah
1: and uh, you know deboer has been playing with the 11 forwards and seven defensemen he talked about that on tuesday so I think Nick Cage for now, especially will become the odd man out and 11 and seven. Well, those are great numbers here in Vegas <laughs> down the stretch. DeBoer said none of the injured players are ready to return. But with the alignment there with the 11 forwards, again, we are seeing the double shifting. So that will mean that Jack Eichel or Chandler
0: Stevenson likely will be double shifting. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, and we don't got to go too deep in this. We talked about it a couple of days ago, but, you know, I like like seeing like Ronberg and Lecision or Yanmark, whoever winds up on the, in that fourth line role, especially when it's Ronberg and Lecision. It's very interesting watching Jack Eichel because he creates the space for those guys. And if they can, you know, get a little bit of that patch ready uh, sniping or finishing touch, you know, they can definitely contribute because Eichel's going to find a way to get him the puck and he's going to take two or three, uh, you know, defending players with him in the process.
1: Speaking of injured players, Leonard, uh, Leonard said, Robin Leonard said that he's not back to hundred percent yet. He said that he has to be a hundred percent this time of year. And Pete DeBoer said again, that the team with the best goaltending will make it into the playoffs and perhaps beyond. But Leonard said that he, off times, and we thought we've been thinking about this too. Oftentimes, he tries to rush to get back onto the ice too soon. And uh, he also spoke about the own goal, uh, going the five hole. He said, uh, not like he was looking at something else in the stands or at a hamburger or something <laughs> in the stands. He said, you know, it just was something that happened. And he goes, you know, you, you couldn't stop that. Uh, but But he says, you know, at times, and he's admitting, you know, about his game and something that I've always seen, he says that he gets over aggressive at times, and he can't move as well. He can't move as well as a lot of the other goaltenders. At so many times, right, Chris? I mean, I see him lumbering around. And at this stage of the year, he said, "We need to win, and there's
0: no other option." So, a couple things there. Uh, the and you know, Robin Letter, he's a lightning bolt with the Vegas uh, fans and such on social media, and it's it, it's hard to watch at times. And people that are criticizing that own goal against Vancouver, you know, until you've put on a pair of ice skates, 20 plus pounds of goalie equipment. And when you have such a short, you know, less than at that point, less than probably a 20th of a second to make that adjustment. I mean, the the goal looked terrible. The timing was bad, fine, whatever it happened, but you know, just for a second, folks, take a second and just don't even put the goal equipment on. Just go on the ice, move around, have someone roll a puck at you and have it change directions and see how, how many of those pucks you actually stop. And then try to do it with uh, just put a 20-pound backpack on and then see how many of them you stop. Um, and back to Leonard's nature, you know, yeah, he can be over overaggressive. I think that's the nature of all goalies once you start pressing and such. But Leonard's game, as crazy as it sounds, is to do as little as possible. He's a big body. And once, you know, he's not going to get to the net left to right like Flurry or Thompson is going to. Not as quickly. It's going to take him a little bit longer. It's going to take the engine a little bit longer to get going. That's just what his game is. But when he is in position and he has his body nice and low, there is not a lot of net to shoot at whatsoever.
1: Yeah, and he said that he has the widest body of anyone in the National Hockey League. Maybe Vasilevsky said could be a close second there, but yeah, he was not looking for hamburgers. Devin (laughs) Dubnik. Coming up next, we'll have a look at Wednesday's VGK Canucks uh, rematch. You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. So that means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames and premium high-end finishes. Also something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. That's right. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair and they will send you a brand new pair. If you lose them, no matter what happened, just give them a try. And if you don't love them, you will pay nothing. It is as simple as that. Plus 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use the code On to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Again, that code is LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season, and it is 50% off for two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses, And they are backed by uh, over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Once again, that's Shady Rates. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. And thanks for making us your first listen of the day. It's free and available on all platforms. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. And Chris, just going over what has to change in VGK's rematch with the Canucks. I just have a couple of things to throw out there, spitballing, if you will. Golden Knights have to score on the power play. Okay. So the last four games, they are 0 for 11, 0 for 11 on the power play. And VGK needs to get out to that early lead again. But this time they can't let up. I, you know, I I have to give credit to Bruce Boudreaux and his Vancouver team because they played hard and they played hard throughout. They came back, they rallied from two goals down. And even though they're not making the playoffs or it's a long shot at this point, they are very hard
0: to play against. Rocky three after, uh, Rocky had his first fight with, uh, with clubber Lang, Mr. T things happened. And then Apollo Creed all of a sudden becomes, uh, you know, the trainer and such after that. And I the tiger. That's the first thing that, uh, he started basically instilling in Rocky head, I had a tiger, I had a tiger. And, and that's kind of what you need. I think in this game, you got to, you know, power play. Yes. You get those chances. You either, you either score a goal or you get momentum when the, when your power play is a momentum killer, that definitely can have a domino effect throughout the game. But, you know, I had the tiger, if you can get out to an early goal, you got to finish that game. You know, here another reference, Mortal Kombat, right? You win your match in Mortal Kombat, you get to go for that gory fatality sort of thing. That's what was missing in the game on Sunday. You know, they won the first period, things were looking good. And then all of a sudden Vancouver kind of hung out, you know, eye of the tiger, get that first period knockout. If you can, you get a nice early three goal lead. And then just the rest of the game is kind of boring. That's, That's really what needs to happen. Vancouver's in a different place now. They're eight points out all of a sudden, Golden Knights, you know, to the Golden Knights, and they don't do very well against the Golden Knights to begin with. So Vegas needs to be ready for this game. They need to lock up these points. Uh, We go to, what, Arizona right after this? Or no, Arizona is coming here, I believe, right afterwards. Mm -hmm. So the schedule is still extremely favorable. But right now, two points tomorrow night, doesn't matter, you know, get two points it's the only thing that matters lock lock the game down nice and early yeah two points on wednesday night
1: and i'm gonna counter your mr t with an eye of the tiger and rocky with slap shot okay that's Ooh. it why why you ask because bruce pedro the head coach of ah, very good i know that where you're cameo. Going didn't you have that cameo in <laughs> slap did? shot yep
0: He's done he a, terrific a, a job. player number
1: six, right? <laughs> player number six. He's done a terrific job with his team, though. They have a better record than the Golden Knights since he replaced Travis Green back in December, and his teams have always been over five hundred. I think they're going to retain Bruce Boudreaux. and he's also a huge wrestling fan, by the way, too. I remember reading a story about how he likes Jake the Snake and Bret Hart and all of those wrestlers. So I I just tried to counter. I know you left the door open. Now, Jonathan, Jonathan, Marcia. So he's got to continue his point streak. He has now scored in five straight after not scoring a goal in six straight games. And VGK has to stay out of the penalty box. Marcia. So, you know, he's that fiery guy. And I talked about him on uh, the Tuesday episode. And, you know, to me, if he can keep his cool and just kind of harness what he's doing and all that emotion and keep it on the ice, then I think he'll be okay. He just cannot allow himself to get too caught up, to get a penalty, followed by a game misconduct and everything else that breaks out. But Marcioso
0: is definitely the team leader right now. Donoff, come on, the Donoff's the man. <laughs> no, um, yes, Marcioso definitely is that voice in the locker room. Maybe now that someone like Alec Martinez is back, uh, maybe Marcioso can put a little more, a little more of his focus to, you know, his game instead of maybe that all that fire and fury and passion. And hopefully that translates to staying out of the box and, you know, putting up another, you know, six or seven goals down the stretch to have uh, an amazing season. And uh, I guess my guess will be that we
1: see Robin Leonard again. I think that he needs the work. He's going to be playing in front of the home fans. He might have to reactivate his Twitter after this game. I feel he will start on Wednesday night. What do you, <laughs> I had
0: to go there too. Poor Robin Leonard. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that. Um, two goals, neither of which were any fault to himself. Uh, bad giveaway for the first goal. The own goal for the second goal. That was, you know, just things happen, whatever. Um, great game, solid game. It would make sense uh, for it to be for them to go back to uh, Leonard on Wednesday. I would even predict Lennar on Saturday at home against the Coyotes. And then after that, you got games starting on the 12th every other night. So Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, and then a nice little break. So at that point, I could see them potentially, like definitely Vancouver on Tuesday the 12th. I think that's the next game that Logan Thompson probably starts. Okay, what is your prediction for this game? I'm going to go with 5-3 VGK. How about you? So if my my son was sitting here quietly listening, I would let him answer this if he was here. Um, but my son would say his favorite score is 3-2 Golden Knights. So for uh, my son, little Christopher, we're going 3-2 Golden Knights. Okay. And will that be a hat trick for the three? You might lose your hat.
1: Chris. <laughs> Thanks again. I hope so. (laughs) Thank you so much. And uh, we thank all of you for making Locked on Golden Knights your first listen. And for your second listen, check out Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Host Steele Roden and Flip Livingstone help you to become the expert of your fantasy team. And you can find it wherever you get your podcast. I'm Tony Cardasco for Chris Golic. And we'll see you again tomorrow right here on Locked on Golden Knights.